just start talking like all right this. we're rolling now oh we're rolling. <laughs> oh all right oh hello, hey 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 well hi hello i'm just finding my voice again this is like hi welcome back to the one way show guys i'm kyle this is like season six episode one we're back to no to some <laughs> demand i think maybe uh, <laughs> on the buttons today we've got lucas hello Hi, Carl's going. How's I'm all right. You good? I'm all right, man. Okay. So, what's new with you, buddy? I've heard you got a new gig now. Yeah, you got a new stand-up gig. I start my own night, Oddity Comedy. Uh, okay. It should be every Friday at the Slaughtered Lamb. We just done the trial period. It was good fun. It was good fun. It was stressful hosting and doing all like the uh, the admin of the night, like getting everyone sat down. But uh, it was really worth it because we, oh. yeah, we sold out last Friday. Oh, cool. So, real quick, um, who? Not don't don't mention names, right? But. How many deaths were there on that on your first gig? <laughs> on the first gig night, there were zero deaths on the first gig. How? Was, uh, How? How did I that happen? <laughs> just booked uh, comedians that I'd seen before. So okay. I, I knew it would uh, it wouldn't uh, no, no one would die. There would be no deaths. Oh, cool. Who did you have on? We had on the first night we had uh, Philip Kostelecki opening. Okay, good choice. Uh, Chin Wang headlining. Good and then we had a bunch of middle spots. We had uh, all sorts of people. Oh fuck them! <laughs> <laughs> bunch of middle spots. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, screw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, right. they were just doing their type five, you know. That's it. Man. That's all, sometimes, that's all, sometimes that's all you want them to do, and yeah. occasionally the type five is even too much. <laughs> it's not tight enough. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and then and it never will be. <laughs> and then I was. Uh, I was hosting, doing some crowd work, just you know the classic, roasting like the front, uh, the guys in the front row, saying, making fun of how posh they were. What was the, so? What was the crowd? What kind of crowd did it bring? It's from Farringdon, right? Yeah, it's from Farringdon. So it's a lot of like, a uh, lot of like business, like a lot of yuppies, like people working in the city, earning too much money, don't really know what they're doing. So I was just making fun of that. Was there a lot of people? Was there a lot of boys? a lot of people working in finance? If oh, you know what I mean, oh yeah, Ooh, like, great a lot of finance bros. Did they? Did you have anyone called like Otto or the like? Or we had a Hugo. Oh, of course, there's a you Hugo. Hugo. Yeah, a bloody Hugo. Of course, there's a Hugo. And I was like, it's nice to meet you, Hugo. Where, uh, where in Clapham do you live? <laughs> <laughs> did he? And did he live in Clapham? I think he did actually. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, Hugo! They always do. Beautiful. They always do. That, can't write it. No, yuppies and Australians. That's what Clapham's made out. Pretty of. much. All right. Essentially, yeah. All right. Um, so on the on the show today, we have a friend to the room, Mr. Mark Nicholas. How are you, buddy? I am very good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Just recently left one job and looking to pursue other work at okay. the moment. So all good fun. Are we allowed to talk about that? Oh, I don't care. Yeah, I was made redundant because um, they were restructuring. Oh, we used to work in the school. I was made redundant. Um, and now I am doing the odd supply work and trying to pursue the comedy. Okay. So, so yeah. how... Okay, so when were you made redundant? And what was the conversation like with between you and the workplace? Right, yeah. So it was about... Because there was a consultation, they have to do a consultation for three months. I was a higher level teaching assistant and they decided to delete. Shout out, big up, yes. Yes. Higher level. I know, but apparently I'm not value for money according hey. to my work. So I was Your ex or your former work? Former work, yeah. I have to say. Um, this is going to be around for years. You don't want you don't want your current <laughs> workplace in like 2033 20, to be thinking that you're talking about them. No, 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 absolutely not. I, I mean, yeah. So, no, it was just a bit of a... I've been working there for nine years, so it was actually quite of a good time to move on. So, nice little redundancy package. And, yeah, I'm doing the odd supply 
running some nights now, um, you know, working on my show for Edinburgh next year, hopefully. Ooh. So it's uh, it's it'll be called Autistic and Redundant. So I'm hoping that comes to fruition. Um, so, yeah, I'll be working on that show throughout the year, actually. So okay. that will be very exciting. Okay, hopefully. cool. So you did a show, you went up to Edinburgh this year. Yes. So what shows did you bring? Actually, well, I know, I know, I don't know why I'm asking you. I know what shows you brought. You brought Laugh Able. No, I did not. Okay, I don't know what shows you <laughs> I mean, you, you were so knowledgeable. You did no pad. Right, I'm going to ask Mark this, this, and this. Oh, the first thing I asked is wrong. Okay, so. well, no, so think, well, no, 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 because no, there no, was no. a conversation where you were going to bring Laugh Able yeah. up to Edinburgh Fringe. There was a possibility. Yeah, I might be doing a one night Laugh Able in August next year, but we'll see how that goes. And you brought Laugh Able to the Brighton Fringe. Yes, I exactly. Yes, so I I'm did. not completely wrong. No. Yes, but you. I mean, that's to say you're not completely wrong is to say that Liz Truss wasn't completely wrong on the economy. Oh, so. here we go. Yeah, hating, the, hating the Tories. Hating again. the Tories. I mean, who likes them at the moment? Even Tories listen, hate themselves. Listen, she's doing her best, okay? She's doing her best. That is a disgrace. <laughs> you, sir, are a sexist, all right? Oh, God, here we go. Yeah, yeah, sexist. Um, but yeah, so that's a good start to it. No, um, no. So the Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh. Ball. You brought the blue badge, the blue badge bunch. Get it together. Is it Nathan or Carl Wolf? Am I calling you today? Just Kyle. Carl. So Carl, like, get it together. Come on, the blue badge bunch. The blue badge bunch. Yes. What? Okay, but that's not an easy thing to say. I know, and it's ironically about disability. Yeah, so. I know. That's that's the worst part that you can't fucking say the thing. Um, yeah. So blue badge bunch was uh, written by uh, a comedian with cerebral palsy called Benny Shakes. And I was a team captain and it was a show for kids and we were on at the Pleasance. Mm -hmm. And the idea was to teach kids about disability through different activities like drawing with your feet, uh, buttering with one hand. And uh, and then you get to poke me with a giant foam finger and the kids mm -hmm. absolutely love doing that. Because I was like, I'm a former teacher. Like, right, let's go for this. It probably doesn't sound too good. You are like, you're a former teacher and you're like getting poked by kids. I, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, look, I'm not poking them. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's far better, I think. Right. <laughs> but enough. no, it was really good. Uh, we got a, a four-star review from Three Weekly, which was fantastic. And a five-star review by uh, an independent blog site. It was brilliant. It was a really good experience. Uh, we were there for like half the run, so the first half of the run. Mm. It was very, very tiring, but um, it was, yeah, that's the one thing I will say because you had to do, we, we were doing early shows, like 11.30 a.m., and it was just like, and at first we had issues around the, you know, tech of the show, but the more that went on, the easier that got, and the tech team were absolutely brilliant. Uh, we couldn't have done it without them, so shout out to the tech team of the Pleasants, they were absolutely brilliant. Um, and we had some lovely audience in. Um, so yeah, it was it was really, really good. We did it at a youth centre as well. Um, and I also did Disabled Cants, which was run by the fabulous Steve Day. And I was on a bill with Lost Voice Guy, which was pretty exciting. So Ooh. yeah, so Edinburgh was an incredible experience. Okay. But I think the two weeks was enough because it was just... And I just did a few comp spots along the way, so nice. Um, yeah. So, brilliant. what do you mean that Benny Shakes? He's a very talented guy. What do you mean he wrote the Blue Badge Bunch? So he over lockdown, he came up with this idea about wanting to teach people about disability, give them the experience of what it's like to have a disability. 
Um, so I helped work with him on it, and um, shout out to Kate Lovelock as well. She was at, uh, she wasn't at the fringe, but she was helping, you know, writing the show as well. And um, and then yeah, just our uh, our agent was like, right, let's let's get the show um, produced, let's take it to festivals, and we started online, and then we took it to. I think it was Nottingham Festival, and it was initially meant to be an adult show, uh, which was initially called Below the Belt. Uh, and then, just ha so happened, one show, we had a load of kids come in, just because the festival, they're like, oh, this sounds fun. And so, all of a sudden, Benny was like, this is better with, with teaching kids there, because they were more eager, more enthusiastic to learn. And, and from there, it just went, right, we're doing a kids show now. Um, so yeah, ben, Benny devised this idea over lockdown because he was having a lot of experiences with his disability and he was like, I want to give people an experience of mm. what it's like to be disabled. So yeah, it's an absolutely brilliant show. I'm so proud to be a part of it and hopefully I'll be on a couple more uh, shows uh, in the coming few months. So yeah, definitely look out for that. It's it's an amazing experience to yeah. be part of uh the Blue Bad Sponge team. I saw, yeah, because yeah, I saw a couple of the, I saw a couple of clips on Facebook, and uh, and it did look really good. Fun. Was it a script? Because I'm just trying to figure out how what you mean by writing it. Is it a scripted show, or is it like there's just moments of it where there's moments where it's a. Do you mean it's scripted, or do you mean it's structured? Well, it's it, it it's it's more structured, but in terms of he wrote the games, the idea for the games. Ah, okay. So it's like okay, the best way to describe it is a disability taskmaster. Okay. So similar to the format of Taskmaster, but with a disability angle to it. Mm. Um, and we actually during the run, we had uh, um one of the producers from Dave's Taskmaster come in and watch ah. us. So that was fantastic. Um, so hopefully we'll hear from them soon. But yeah, so it was an incredible experience. Okay. But yeah. Um, so what from because you obviously came up when I was doing my when I was doing my thing a couple of years a couple of years ago. Yes, I did. I remember yeah. that. How I remember it too. Don't worry. <laughs> it's a it's it's a memory that's etched in all of our brains. Oh, yes. Mark, don't oh, worry. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I hate Edinburgh reviewers. Anyway, uh, <laughs> fuck them. You're yeah. Like uh, never mind. I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's. Yeah, it was a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, so how, what do you think, what was it like this year compared to the last time you went up? Well, the thing is, last time I went up, I went up for a few days and I was mainly there to watch and I, ju I jumped on a couple of comps, including um, yours. I'm very grateful for that opportunity. So You're welcome. Thank you. Um, but I, th I think it's the, it's, and you'll probably know this, it's the constant flyering and you have to really... You know, I mean, the idea is for exposure, to learn the trade. I mean, if you want to go up there to make money, don't do it. Don't bother going up there for that reason, because you won't. You like, won't. The show might. The show might make money, but you won't. No, yeah, because there's so many costs to it that people don't realise as well. I mean, you were in a free venue, but you probably had lots of other costs with flying. Yeah. A registration fees yeah. and accommodation. Oh yeah, that's not even. That's yeah, not yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And accommodation this year was even more ridiculous. But, um, but yeah. So I would say the experience this time was very eye-opening. Okay. Like there, there, there were times. I have to admit, there were times when me and Benny needed our space from each other, and that's absolutely fine. It's probably happened with you and, um, you know, the people you were doing the show. No, with. it didn't uh, for oh. me personally because did you two live together? Yeah. Ah, you see, that's the thing. I, in I know it cost 
it costs us a lot more. Um, and I'd save quite a bit for this. Mm. Um, but I got my own place because I didn't want to put anyone, uh, anyone who doesn't know, who doesn't really know me. I didn't want to them to, I didn't want to put them through living with me. And also I didn't want to lose friendships. Exactly. And I, yeah. and, and, if, and I thought if I'm going to be staying with people, with these people, and also doing a show with these people, there's going to be no, and they're great. And like Duffy and Charlene, like shout out to both of you. You're great people, love yeah. you both. But um, I didn't want the friendship to, to, sour. to, yeah, to no, wane. I, and I and I felt like if that yeah. cannot that can happen when you are li when you live when you live with people, and I didn't want that to happen because we knew how stressful Edinburgh can be. Yeah, I mean, me, me and Bernie are very close and we didn't actually end up killing each other. We gave each other space at the right time and we dealt with things very well. Although, what, was the, what was the worst argument you had? Okay, so... <laughs> so um, That's what we really want to know, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> when it all broke down. Um, no, so actually there was this... So the one thing we regret doing is getting two sets of... We, we only got one set of keys. Mm. So it was like... You know, we were doing our own things, and, and if it's during the day, yeah, we don't mind coming in. But I got a gig at Alternative Comedy Memorial Society. Ooh. Um, so shout out to Tom Tuck for booking me there. Absolutely fantastic show it was. But Alternative Comedy Memorial Society was running from about 12 till about 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they don't... They are called the Alternative Comedy Society for, for, a, reason, for a reason. For a yeah. reason. I mean, it's, it was such a fun venue to do. Um, so that one of the monkey battle venues and it was absolutely it was uh brilliant. But the thing is so like that they were like my agent was there and, and like because I was on towards the later end and she has a kid and she was like, oh, I need to go, Mark, I'm really sorry, but good luck. And I was like, Oh, okay. Uh but it went really well. But the problem was, so I said to Betty I would be home at two AM, right? Because I thought it would be running till about two. Mm. Um <laughs> and he was like, Right, I'll wait up till then. He was fine. He he said he was happy to do that, right? But it went on till about 3 a.m. Oh, and I no. literally ran back to the apartment and I I, I kind of knocked on the door and he opened it. Really didn't look happy. I mean, we didn't argue as such, but he was just, right, I'll talk to you in the morning, Mark. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and he was like, look, mate, I didn't mind you doing that, but it just went on. I think we have to figure out another way of doing this this time, you know, because we've got to be up both really early. And I was like, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. It was, But when you're asked to do, when you get onto alternative comedy, it's such an amazing Don't opposite. say no. You, you can't say, I know Benny got that, and Benny was very supportive of me going on to yeah, do that. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good, no, he's, he's a, good a lovely bloke, but yeah. I think you know. Next time we'll get a set of keys. We'll get a set of keys each. And the thing is, because because the landlord only gave us one set of keys, it was like just should have just got another cut. Yeah, you could have just gone and got it. Yeah, exactly. So, but so that was the lesson there. Waking up my uh, comedy partner was not ideal. Your comedy husband. Comedy husband. Yeah. Let, let's be fair. It went from partner to husband, but yeah. we were very close to getting a divorce. So <laughs> uh, no. But shout out to Benny. It was an amazing experience, and I wouldn't have been able to perform that without him. So yeah, oh. it's fantastic. But yeah. If any more than two weeks, we both admitted we'd kill each other. So, <laughs> Lucas, have you got any plans to do Edinburgh? Um, I'm going to go up next year. Yeah, I want to do uh, maybe do a split show. I went up uh, this you're not, year. You're not on camera, buddy. You're oh, not. shit, yeah. Yeah. 
There we go. That's it's almost like you haven't give done the this people one. what they want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I want to go up next year. I want to do a split show. Um, oh, amazing! Uh, but yeah, I went up this year just to do spots and stuff. How did it go? It was all right. It was all right. I was only there for a week, and it was very like a last minute thing. So uh, the best part was just like hanging out with people and like going and seeing shows and like getting fucked up. Can we swear? Yeah. Getting, you've been on the show before. <laughs> getting you messed know, up. <laughs> you, you know, you you know this. This is yeah. Uh, okay. So who who did you see? I saw, um, I think the best show I saw was, I saw Sam Campbell, who won. Lovely. Of course. Uh, that was brilliant. Uh, I saw it the night before he won, and uh, Edgar Wright was there in the room, oh. which was very cool. Oh, mate. I sat in the row behind him, oh. uh, which was fun. So I was looking at the back of Edgar Wright's head for most of the show. Um, <laughs> nice. No, sorry, Cat. Sorry, Sam. But Edgar Wright, the back of Edgar Wright's head is way more important. Just Trump, <laughs> just Trump Sam. <laughs> um, oh, there we go. And... Uh, yeah, I saw a bunch of that like, Vigo Venn show. That was probably my. That was probably the one I laughed the hardest at. I know Vigo quite well, mm. and uh, he was. He brought. He does this thing where he brings someone up on stage, and he brought me up on stage. Nice. And started interacting me, which uh, which was funny, but I was really pissed off at him because I was like, I just came to watch your show, man. Don't bring me into this. Don't milk me for for content. But um, but he did, and uh, it was great fun actually, and uh, a bunch of other people, just mostly people that I knew. Nice. So, what do you think? How accessible? has Edinburgh become for disabled acts? Well, so like in all fairness, so when we were at the Pleasance, that was very accessible, but Pleasance does come with a fee and that's the only problem. And so if you're doing the free festival mm -hmm. um, or like PBH, um, it's luck of the draw what venue you're given and disabled cans, the one Steve Day was running, so ha it was a free festival venue, but it so happened to be incredibly accessible. Um, but most of the venues are not. Um, but the, we was actually where this is one incredible, one bizarre experience. We were invited to this VIP drinks, and it was for every performer who did the Pleasance, right? Ooh. Okay. Who, so who was there? Names and names. Drop some names. Come on. <laughs> Drop some names. So there was. Uh, well, the thing is, we didn't really see the big, big names there. But I think, well, because there was a reason. There was part of the reason behind it. And I've got an interesting story. Actually, it was. Oh, like, do you want to tell? I love how. You, yeah, go on. Tell it. Tell it. Tell no, it. just very quick. Very no, like, no, so. This was like this VIP bar or whatever. But this bar was upstairs. And obviously, you know, Benny could walk, but he's got cerebral palsy. So for him, that's a bit of a challenge. And we said to security, look. We, we've got VIP passes. Can we go to this like bar and stuff or whatever? And he was just like, um, oh, yeah, no, we've shut off the main lift. Right. And so, but we'll go chat to someone. And then, and then he went off to chat to someone. And then we saw like Jen Ives there. Um, and Jen was like, oh, how come you guys are down here? I went, well, yeah, we can't really get up the stairs because Benny, you know, he struggles walking upstairs. She was like, you're kidding. I was like, yeah, they've shut off the lift. She went, right. And she went and got security, bless her. So this is why I have a lot of time for Jen Ives, because she went on and got security and just insisted we get up to the VIP bar. So what they did, they opened up the lifts again and we got up the lifts and we had to go through this kitchen part and then we got to the VIP bar. But it was just like... And then afterwards, the Pleasance manager came and saw us and we explained to us, like, look, this can't happen again and yet yeah yeah we've noted it we've noted it but like um but like so like yeah so it was just ridiculous but she really helped us out so big shout out to her but in terms of the actually vip like, like again we saw tom tuck there that's how i got chatting about alternative comedy and moral society but we didn't see many like 
I think there were so many smaller artists that were probably hoping to see the big artists and then the big artists were like probably just sleeping or something, I don't know. But it was good networking because we got to know people and things like that and it was a really good experience. But just getting up to the bar in itself was just ridiculous. Mm. It was a bit... And in terms of Edinburgh as a whole, like it's so hilly, it's so hilly. Like we got Benny a wheelchair while I was out there and that wheelchair then broke, <laughs> got him a walker and that broke as well. And it was just ridiculous. So that's the only thing with Edinburgh. I mean, I don't know how you fix that though. How do you make Edinburgh less hilly? You can't unless unless you just flatten it. Unless right, right, we're gonna we're gonna napalm Edinburgh. We're gonna flatten it just for disabled people. But no, it's like I just think there could be more done, but yeah. don't know what though. I don't. I'm not pretending to have the answers, but yeah. So some places accessible, some places not. So cool. yeah. All right, that's well. It's going to be found an accessible venue, but yeah. that kind of sucks for well, everything. Well, for people who can't access yeah, exactly. it because it just puts another barrier between. It just puts another barrier. To, just puts another barrier in which doesn't help at all. Yeah, because there were so many disabled acts we wanted to come onto the show as well, Blue Badge Bunch, but there was like, we'd love to, but it's, getting there would be, like, the venue itself was accessible, but to get into the venue get was... To, uh, yeah, get to, yeah. Uh, get into Edinburgh. Well, we had an Edinburgh-based comic who yeah. uh, called Mark Cooper, and he wanted to come, but it was just like, it's just so inaccessible. Too much of a faff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair enough. Uh, it's fair enough, so, yeah. Real quickly, like, yep. what... Um, what do you think are the, what are the pros and cons of doing Edinburgh top three pros top three cons of doing Edinburgh so top three pros is that you get to you get to meet um, you know people you get to network with with you know bigger names mm. uh, two you get to some some very high quality comedy actually uh, for very cheap price as well <laughs> like I saw Stuart Lee for a turn out it was amazing nice it was one of the best shows I saw I'm sure he'll do I'm sure he'll do fine I'm sure he'll he'll be alright won't he he'll be alright <laughs> oh yeah he's getting on alright I yeah. think uh, um, but yeah number one yeah networking number two seeing high quality shows and number three honing your own craft I think that's the because I learned a lot from Edinburgh because I wasn't just doing blue bad spots I was doing comp spots as well and stuff like that and so um, just just learning through that actually yeah did you do any did you do any gong shows no <laughs> I was like things are stressful enough I probably wouldn't put myself through that um, one of my favourite gigs I did was uh, Comedy 101 which was run by Matt Wills and it was packed out it was a free festival show that was packed out um, every every week, and he filmed that show, and it just you know when you 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 say, you, you say less jokes because there's so much laughter. I'm not trying to big I'm big myself up because there's so much laughter going on. It was like I barely got through my material. I was on <laughs> for about eleven twelve minutes because the audience was just loving it. But Matt set up this fantastic night, and it was just absolutely packed out. Mm. So, but yeah, uh, the cons are, it is exhausting. You have to pace yourself. Um, you know, me and Benny, because we were at the Pleasance, we got like 25% off food and drink, but it can be dangerous. So <laughs> just, mm -hmm. just beware the discounts because you end up spending more than you should. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, so It kind of gets to a point where you might not have had the discount. <laughs> exactly. You're paying that so, much. Yeah. Uh, so cons are, it is exhausting. Even if you... Shop at supermarkets, it's still expensive. Um, 
And thirdly, it's you're not going to make money. If that's the reason you're going, don't go for that reason because it's not going to happen. It is literally there just to get yourself out there and to get exposure and, and that can lead to better things. And the best example I see that is Jordan Gray. She was absolutely fun, had an amazing Edinburgh run, gone on to do Soho and now the London Palladium. And she was doing, I think, one of the freak festivals, which was incredible. So if you get seen by the right people, it can open so many doors for you. So, mm. but it's tough. It's tough. But yeah, so pros and cons, but it's worth doing for anyone. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, it is a very, very, it's a very demanding, it's a very demanding experience. Um, also, I can't, I can't stress enough how tiring and how demoralizing flowering can be. Yeah, God. I, I genuinely hated it. Genuinely hated it. Um, yeah. It, yeah, if I do, if I do do it again, I'm gonna pay for a flyer and team. We 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 paid for a flyer. Like we still flyed ourselves sometimes, and even when we were sitting down, when we saw like groups of families, we we're like, oh yeah, come to a kids show sort of thing. And it was a, uh, it was <laughs> I was always on it, but we did pay for a flyer, and that can make the difference and uh, pay them well as well because actually you'll get you'll get quite a lot out of it and. Talk to other comics about who the good flyers are because sometimes you might pay there for some a flyer. There are some freaking grifters, man. Oh, of course there is because it's easy money. Yeah. But, but, but yeah. hey, like that's another that's another plan for another day. Oh, yeah, of course. Do you, so would you say that there's, in the re more recent years, that there's been more opportunities for neurodiverse com comedians? I think, yes, in terms of if you can get some funding behind you, because there's a lot of there's a lot of places. I'm not, I'm not just talking about Edinburgh. I'm yeah. talking about in general. What new diverse? I think comedy is starting to become more accessible. I think there's still a long way to go now, uh, though. Um, but I know I know like nights that are actually openly booking disabled acts because. Would I've, one of them be called Laugh Able by any chance? Yeah, no, 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 no. But I'm not to say Laugh Able, but I'm saying there have been other promoters that have spoken to, have asked me about good disabled acts, and I've, I've told them, okay, well, I've got a list here, and so they've seen the kind of how Laugh Able works, and other promoters have, tr a lot of other promoters have tried their best to also make things accessible. So it's starting to, it's starting to, but there's still like majority of London venues are just not. But then you've got to weigh that up with affordability and finding the right place. So I understand from the other perspective, because with accessible venues, it's a bit more pricier. Unless you find a community centre, <laughs> and then, like myself, uh, I was quite fortunate with that. But yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's becoming better. And I will shout out to my agents here, like Ingenious Falls. Uh, they represent a lot of disabled clients and they work, my agent Susanna works tirelessly hard at getting us just bits of funding, different projects to get involved in and just to get us, get us, you know, help us become successful, get ourselves out there. So agencies as well, like Andrew Roach talent as well, propping up disabled comics. Mm. It's absolutely brilliant. Like there, there, there are organizations out there that can help with, new diversity and disability right. so it's slowly it's getting it we've still got a long way to go though um but yeah it was like rosie jones did a telethon the other night uh, a few nights ago 
get people to tell their stories about disability and that was also really important so mm. but rosie shouldn't be the only she's even said i i they put everything on me i want i want you know it to be everyone being involved in this so yeah so what are the plans because you obviously run a disability night yeah, yeah. um disability and mental health i should say yeah what what are your plans for that going forward so at the moment i've got one in wanstead library um oh yeah when is this podcast going out by the way um this will come out in a couple of weeks okay so i can't really say the next night because there's no point but uh, I'll, have been, I'll have been on it and i'll have died horribly don't worry <laughs> It's fine. You don't have to see Carl Wolf. No, I'm joking. So, uh, we're running. So, so we're con continuing the monthly gigs um, at Wanstead um, Library. I'm not going to say this until it's properly confirmed, but I'm in the process of setting up a pro night, hopefully in central London. Mm -hmm. uh, and But I will announce that once that's all official. Um, but that's hopefully going to be on the 20th of November. So listen, you're not announcing uh, it, but you're completely announcing it. <laughs> but I am, but I'm not saying what the venue is or who the acts are because it's not, it's not a done deal. It's almost uh, a done deal, okay. but it's not quite. So I don't, so hopefully get a pro night going, uh, in central London, continue with the community night. I'm also working on some workshops at Wanstead library. Um, I'm getting funded by the library to do that, which is fantastic. Cool. Um, so that's part of the La Fable projects, like workshopping, get people onto open mics, and then we've got the pro night as well. And what I, I really want to push the progression, like on pro nights, there'll be established acts, but I, I leave open spots for acts who'll do really well at the open mic, have a go at the open spot on the pro night, and if you do well there, middle, then opener, then headliner. But I want to. I want La Fable to be a progression night, a focus on progression night for acts with disabilities and mental health. So if you search La Fable on Facebook, you can see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of exciting plans for it. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's most of the podcast, right? Let's finish that. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's your, uh, the One Wear podcast sponsored by La Fable? <laughs> might as well be. Might as well be, yeah. I've had, I've had you, here's the thing, I've had you on enough times. We might as well. How yeah. long have I been? How many times have I been on? I mean, you've been on since the beginning, like, because I had you on in the coffee shop days. Oh, the coffee shop days where you had just the phone. And... Just the phone, no microphone. It was in the Costa at victoria station yes i remember that yeah. actually quite vividly i had but, i had on that on that um nice. on, that, on that on when it was in those days it's funny enough when i put his when i put his name out say when i put when i ask out for him and ask his agent who's available he's no longer available anymore oh yeah probably because yeah i'm mad and ridiculously busy no, he's a lovely lovely dude lovely yeah. dude but yeah but also you got six seasons now and one thing i'm asking six seasons in a movie that's what they said about community six seasons in a movie well that is well funny you say that that's coming through <laughs> with community yeah, oh, they're doing a community. They're movie. doing a community Ooh. movie. It was announced on it was announced on Friday. I'm very excited about that. I'm nervous and excited. <laughs> you, Lucas, do you have you watched Community? Yeah, I've seen it. I saw the announcement for the movie. I'm also very excited. I'm also a little bit nervous, yeah. like because I wonder if is Donald Glover going to be involved in it? I don't know if Chevy. I don't know if Chevy's going to be involved. 
Chevy definitely won't be. Oh no! I think I, I think, I think he Chevy's been extradited. But <laughs> I, I, I think we need Chevy. I think we need a, an eight-year-old Chevy Chase to come back. I you mean, I know. To, yeah, <laughs> just, he just he just made no. He didn't make that show. There was others that made it, but it was just a nice little touch, actually. Listen, like a little <laughs> bit of old-school racism goes a long way. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm not the one that said it. It was the mixed race guy that said it. So <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. I can say what I want. No, I really can't. <laughs> I really can't. No. But I can. I, I'm just as culpable as everyone else. Don't worry. Yes. But yes. He was a good character. Yeah. No, it's a brilliant show. But I'm not here to talk about that, are we? No. Um, are you asking about what my plans were for this? Is that what you're trying? To, is that well, yeah. No, I was kind of alluding that. Um, here's the thing. I'm. I don't know. At the minute, because this is obviously the first one in what since I think this is the first one since may i think so wow. i've had a long break so whatever I, i'm just going back on with the training kind of with the training rules on again um so i'm trying to just get momentum well not exactly get momentum but get the skills back up to do this yeah and then come 2023 see what happens really i mean obviously i'm going to keep doing it i'm not going to take as long of a break next time you're welcome um, um, but yeah, I'm going to just keep pushing at this, yeah, and keep and really and just see where it goes. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a very fun show to be on. So. It's a fun show. It is, isn't it? Isn't it, Lucas? It is a fun show to me. <laughs> very fun, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you pay to say that? Like, and your I can check tell you. <laughs> and your check will be arriving in the post. <laughs> don't do checks. Who does checks these days? Well, oh, no, this is a great one. I like being. I like getting get involved. I don't usually get involved in uh, in all of them. Sometimes oh. they don't let me. Don't they? Uh, no, name, name them. Oh some my of the god. Big, yeah, name some of the big names one. I mean, Vittorio never lets me, but he's my <laughs> mate, so I don't mind. Um, but yeah, because he's always talking to his guest. Ah. Uh. Uh, I've talked to him on the podcast. Well, he's been, when he's been producing for this, I always get him. I yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's just nice to have an extra person. To, it's, yeah. just it's just weird, right? Having you sit, having you sit there and not not saying anything, and not yeah. saying anything. Yeah, it's a bit odd. It's just like, yeah, literally, just just push one person into the back of the room. And just, <laughs> yeah, you know, like so. Really, it's, it does feel a bit <laughs> odd. Okay. So, I'm, yeah, I'm it, guys, don't, I won't. I don't take it personally. But yeah, of course, <laughs> it, of course it's fun. I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah okay, good, fantastic. Good. Okay, Leave. glad. Shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mute it. Uh, all right. Um, so where 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 are we? Look at that all right. <laughs> How far on the list have we actually done, really? We've like, actually done everything apart from the one the, reason the, why we're yeah. here. So. so the Miss Pat show. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Um no one I doubt I really doubt that anyone in the UK has well, I don't know how many people are aware of Miss Pat, but she's a legend in America, especially on the black comedy scene. Um she's been going for at least twenty at least twenty years. Um, mm. Actually, no, she's been going for about 25 to 30 years, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Miss Pax. I know you're listening. Um, and in 2018, she went on the Joe Rogan podcast because that's mm. how I find out. Why did you? Why did you? Why did you give me that look? I didn't give you any you did. look. You did. You just gave me. You gave me that look. It's like, hmm, hmm. And as soon as I said Joe Rogan, uh, you said. Hmm. <laughs> sorry, it's just like almost an automatic reaction whenever I hear the word hear Joe Rogan. Hmm. But it's, sorry, it's like a gag reflex. I okay. can't. Uh... All right. Okay. All right. Fine. No, um, no, no. It's fine. I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Is it? 
Why did your voice go so high? Come on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Right. She was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yes, carry on. <laughs> I'm not going to just get on with it. <laughs> and she mentioned that she was in talks to do a show, a, um, a sitcom at Fox. And that was all been, that's all been worked out. Um, a couple of years later, it got moved to Hulu. And that didn't quite work out either. And then she was where she got because it just didn't work. The show just didn't work out. I'm not really sure about the logistics of how what happened, right? But at some point, Brian Grazer and Lee Daniels got in contact with her people, and they said, "Right, we know they we know you want to do a show. We got this guy here called Jordan Cooper, who's the actually the youngest show now the youngest showrunner." In America. Wow. He's 26 years old. So he got together with Miss Pat and he and they created this. They obviously wrote this pilot script and sent it to um, BET and BET because Hulu didn't want it anymore. Mm. Um, but BET were up, were up for it. And it just clicked. They did the pilot. And now it is the, I think from what I've heard, it's the number one show on BET+. Plus. Wow. And for good reason, I think, mm. personally. So I sent you two episodes. Yes, right? you did. Okay. It's a multi-camera sitcom. It's, studio, it's all done in the studio. It's all done in front of a studio audience. Mm -hmm. um, for the listeners and viewers at home, I'm going to play a trailer for it right now just so you can see what, see what we're talking about. What's up, y'all? I'm Miss Pat, and I just moved to Plainfield, Indiana. Well, the corn is high, and the black population is me and my damn family. We are the Schaefers. And we're the Carsons, the Ford, and the James. You really think they would have killed him if he wasn't white? You do realize black folks don't have to play the lottery no more. You just wait till the police shoot your child, and you might get a $4 million check. And then they tax the shit. <laughs> we moved here because of my husband's job. And this is way better than Atlanta, right? They got dogs, there's tiki torches, and it's diverse. Diverse? There's all kinds of white people. And it ain't just me and my husband. We got a house full of people that we want to kick the hell out. Like my moochin'-ass sister Denise. Them bitches choired me, sis. What the hell is choired? Fired me when I was about to quit. <laughs> and I but yeah, so what What were your initial... When I said... Uh, did you know anything about the show, first of all? Do you know what? I have to admit, I didn't know anything about the show. I've mm. not heard of it. I've not heard of Miss Pat's either, if I'm being really honest. And mm. um, But it's a fantastic show. I, I really enjoyed it. I engaged with it straight away. I thought, yeah, this is ticking all the boxes, in my <laughs> view. No, in terms of what makes a good sitcom, yeah, that really sort of, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was really good, actually. I, I can't name another sitcom where one of the first jokes is about a woman's nipple, get what well, uh, the lead character's nipple getting shot off. No, I mean, that was when I was just like, when I heard that, I was like, okay, now I'm in. I'm, I'm, not, okay, hear the word nipple, right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just that, okay, this is going to be interesting. And the fact that, you know, they were talking about such serious subjects, but in a sort of really sort of, in a way, there was that light hearted touch to it, yeah. like you know, like gun violence and and like and like also what it's like to be a black family in a very white neighbourhood. It yeah. was just um, it was really I just thought it was like as as well as funny. I think very informative. Like yeah, 
And like, you know how, and you know in sitcoms, there's like these typical, even if she's the lead, there's a typical way that a sitcom wife would act. You know? Yeah. Um, I believe that at some point in the production, they tried to make Miss Pat that, but she just said, no, I want to talk how I talk. I want to talk how I talk to people and I'll talk on stage. Well, no, um, the fact that she was like, right, my job in this sitcom is going to be what I do for a living. I'm a comedian. Yeah. And about like how that, you know, she's away from home a lot and things like that, you know. But she doesn't miss her kids. <laughs> no, she doesn't miss her kids. I love no, but I love the fact that it's a. Uh, uh, there's a one scene of one of the episodes. Is I won't give away too much, but it was almost like, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Your mum's cooking in the kitchen. Oh, can we go get some burgers? Okay, yeah. Yeah, get me a burger too. <laughs> and even she goes, can you get me a burger? Too? Yeah, can you, get like, me a, can you get me a number three? Get me number, a number three. three. That's it. And, and it the aunt just, is like, can you get me a number? Two? Get me a number two. Yeah, 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 exactly. That I just thought was brilliant because because again, it turns stereotypes on it's the a, head. It's a real, uh, and also it's a, it's. That's real life, man. Like, it is. I, th I thought it was probably the, one of the more realistic sitcoms I've seen because I think too many times sitcoms play to the old stereotypes about yeah. um, you know what a family is, and it's not it's not reality. And no. and, and I th I think that's more reality now these days. Uh, what Miss Pat's family were like, you know, mm. it really was. So yeah. Really good, I, and I just love the fact that because it's on BT Plus, they're allowed to swear. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that swearing's a good or bad thing, mm. but it kind of makes Miss Pat more. Well, the it makes the character of Miss Pat on the show more like the human, what I perceive to the human version of Miss Pat is. Yeah, exactly, and. Um... But also as well, like I just, I just, yeah, there was that. There was the more human side to it, um, and there was that sort of relationship she has with the kids. Also, open discussions around sort of sex, like it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't hidden away. It's like, okay, like one of the, you know, the son when they talk about his son, <laughs> brilliantly the Snapchat scene with the yeah. condoms. It was just like that was just done. At, this is why you need to watch it because if I say yeah. Snapchat and condoms, you're not going to get what's happening. No. But yeah, and I love the I love the callback and the wraparound to yes. that jo to that joke. So I keep referencing it in the pilot. Yeah, and then the I'm not going to give away the the big punchline no, to that course. joke. No, 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 because it happens at the end, like near the end. Yeah, but it is so I I, I didn't expect it. No, nor did I. But you can tell it was this this sitcom was written by a really solid, well-established stand-up comedian because of the... And it was almost written like a a like a stand-up comedy special rather than a, a sitcom in the way the jokes, the callbacks and the links between yeah. the jokes. Because sometimes the sitcoms, they just throw away jokes and they just move on. But this was more, yeah, as you said, a lot of callbacks and a lot of references to before. And yeah, no, I think it was a very well-crafted sitcom well i think it also helps that jordan e cooper is a actor slash performer as well he mm. may not be i don't think he's a stand-up comedian oh okay but he has done a lot of performance like i think he's done some drag shows and he's done a lot of he's got a lot of experience so he's mm. probably worked with a lot of comedians and so he knows how to structure he knows how to work with them and i think the issue that a lot of comedians have when they first get when they get a sitcom is that they'll get a showrunner who doesn't understand how to bring what they bring on stage yeah. to the big screen yeah and that's why so many that's why so many sitcoms just don't make it to air yeah 
because they can't bring what initially attracted them to the, what initially attracted the uh, the, the network to the performer. They then can't. Br they they get partnered with people who don't know how to work with. Yeah, and then by the time the it gets all filtered down, it's not the show they had originally. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas this, from my knowledge, to my knowledge, this is as close to the show that she wanted as mm. as hum as possible without getting without well with it actually being able to be played to people. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And uh, I totally agree with that. It felt felt very much her show mm. like of course the other characters had their perspectives yeah. um in it and like and, and and i loved her daughters battling between the kind of fighting for social justice but at the same time needing to get ahead that's quite a serious deep thing for a sitcom but it was done at the right pace yeah. i thought i have to ask you this how mm. come how did you feel about the use of the n-word in the show well, okay, so I I thought it was actually well used because because also as well I wasn't quite sure whether one of the white people had said it and she had heard it or whether she had misheard it as the N word. Did they actually say it? At not in this episode, no. No. Not in the episodes. Not in the episodes I showed you. No, because wasn't there one point where one of the white neighbours and then they said something about it, them? Did she just call me a yeah an, an N word? But. No, what that I'm not gonna give away the I'm not gonna give no, away no, the no, joke. No. But it's yeah, I get why you think that, but it's I'm not gonna explain the joke. Yeah, no, no, of course. So but yeah, no, I I don't have a problem with the N word being used if there's context behind it. Like that's what I always think's really important because and also that's real life. Like and, and that's what I again really liked about the sitcom. It wasn't watered down to the point where mm. No, it's not real life. Oh, and because often when things like the N-word, they're alluded to in a lot of other sitcoms, but no one actually says it. And it's like, oh, you're going to say this? Oh, are you? And whereas they just go, yeah, I'm going to say it. Because that's life. That that happens. So I It must be said that most of the cast here is, all the cast here, bar a couple, are black. So yeah. they are, so it's them saying it. Yeah, in it's these couple, it, yeah. And at least in these couple of, at least in the episodes I've shown you, it's not just white people doing it constantly. <laughs> no, no, no. And and but also it's even if they did do that, it's almost like it's called out straight away. Oh, you say this word and then but it's but it's done really well, I think. You know, because yeah, no, I think it was I was fine with it. You're fine. Okay, cool. There, there wasn't that it wasn't that sort of white guilt, oh my god, I heard the N word, I need to run away. <laughs> because it's it's not life, is it? It's no. yeah, yeah. But with the context with what the show's about, then yeah. It works, doesn't it? It, it really works. Work. It works. It was fine. I wasn't offended, and I can see why other people are not. Because if if it was if it was offensive and it was used in the wrong way, they wouldn't air it. No, that's true. And because she, yeah, and, and because, yeah, it was, it was used in a way. I think that a Miss Pat sitcom would use it. Yeah, because that's probably how she just talks. How she talks, and that is the prerogative. And actually, in a third, in a later episode, the use of it by black people is actually addressed yeah because also the thing is uh she's talking about a lot of her black background where they were from and it was like that's that was common words yeah would, yeah, yeah and also know. and you know that it was actually a lot of this all of the stuff on the show is ba is based on things that actually happened to her in real life so she has actually been shot in the nipple and <laughs> the boyfriend has actually been and she did actually get shot in the back of the head by one of her boyfriends jesus yeah and she 
was and and she was pregnant at a very very young age yeah like it's phenomenal it's just it's a phenomenal story i'm not gonna go into too much about it but her it's, story it's, if you it's, it's if, not your typical family is it no but i'm saying her story like forgetting the show or whatever but her story miss pat's story is it's heartbreaking but it's tragic and heartbreaking but it is used in the correct way here yes 100 percent. it's used as a way of right it's empowering me to move forward mm. as miss pat and that's why i want to install with my family and <laughs> i love the fact that at one point again i won't go into detail daughter gets in trouble at school and the aunt is egging her on yes but but because i think actually uh, you this is why you gotta watch it i was siding with the daughter there because yeah. if, if, if if that had happened to me i would be like yeah well why not like and we've all and everyone's <laughs> got no matter what color you are you've always got that one relative who will who just love who isn't who goes against the grain of the parent and loves the and loves a bit of the violence? Yeah. Well, well, no, I had two older brothers that were basically always said to me, "You need to know how to defend yourself yeah. and just make sure no one's looking." Yeah, basically, that's that, it. That, that was that was kind of the unwritten rules of school a lot of the time. So just like, don't get caught. Don't get caught. <laughs> that but was now the it's biggest lot, lesson I learned in my life. But now it's school. a lot harder to not get caught because there's phones everywhere. Yeah, phones and CCTV everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I think that she was completely in the right. Oh, that was another thing as well. Mm. The mispronunciation of the names. By the way, um, yeah, that was glorious. That was um, a funny moment, but my, it, uh, it is just, it just very, very, very. It's a bit. That was a bit too truthful. That was a bit too close to home. That was. I was like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> But I was good. What they mispronounced Nathan? No, no, they mispronounced uh, one because, like, obviously, I've got loads and I've got a massive, I've got a quite a big name, right? Yeah, and one of my middle names is Olufunto. Olufunto, Olufunto. Olu See, I'm even doing that it the, yeah. I'm even mispronouncing <laughs> it. Oh, the white guilt's back. Oh, how's this feeling? <laughs> so it's just like, oh, oh my, Oluwatu, Oluwatu. I was like, it's just, it's not that hard to say. <laughs> But yeah, the way they mispronounce some, they made him misname someone else here, is, mm. it's just, imp I, it just hurt a little. Like, it hurt a little bit. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I was gonna say like, for, for obviously from my perspective, I can't really. They can't mispronounce Mark or Nicholas. No, 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 but, no. But as in, well, believe me, people have tried. Um, but no, like in terms of my, oh yeah, obviously it wouldn't be as real for me because I've not experienced that, and so I just thought. It was hilarious, but at the same time, I obviously felt very sorry for the characters yeah. whose name was being mispronounced. But the thing is, the whole show is quite real, though. Yeah. I was going to say, from your perspective, being a mixed race person, how much of that was like... I know, obviously, UK and the US are different, yeah. but how much of that was for you, like, well, this is too real? None of it was too real for me. Yeah. I, there's never, I don't think there's ever going to be a show or something where... I will have to stop watching it because it's too it's too real. Mm. I can empathize with a lot of, with some of the characters because of some of the family situations that I've been through without yeah. going into too, without going into too much detail. Um, but I have to also acknowledge that my upbringing is much different to the one that Miss Pat had. Yeah, like I'm middle, I'm middle class. I'm, I grew up middle class. Like mm. um, even though I am formerly looked after a formerly looked after child. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been in care for a, a small a period of my life when I, yeah, was, yeah, when yeah. I was younger. Like, 
I've grown up in a middle class and a middle class background and a yeah. middle class family, even though my technically my background isn't middle class. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I can empathize a lot of the things I've had, uh, they've been that they've been through, and I've got a lot of family members who I can definitely say that there are parallels to some of the characters in the show. Mm. But it's never gonna. I don't think there's ever gonna be a bit. There won't. There won't ever be a point where I have to stop watching any show, I don't think. Yeah, no, because there, there was points in the show where the, the, the neighbours do generalise. Well, because yeah. Miss Pats goes, so you're generalising about me, you're assuming, like, no, we're not, and it turns out they absolutely are. Yeah. Or, they're... Or, or they're doing it for their own gain. Yeah. Um, that's happened when I used to, <laughs> I used to, like, go to gigs in Brixton, and... I'm not going to say who this is, but a family member of mine was quite worried about me going there. Was this a comedy gig or a music no, gig? No, music gig. But the point, I think the point is, my family member who was concerned was mm -hmm. worried about going to Brixton because, because of the riots and because yeah. of everything like that. And it felt like they were masking of what they were really wanting to... There was a bit, there is this sort of fear. There was still this weird fear about going into certain areas because of the makeup of that area. And they didn't say that. I will, I will say this one thing. They didn't actually say that, but it felt implied. You felt like it was what they were trying to say. Yeah, without saying it. And obviously I'm not going to name who that was and they're not. They're not a racist Fucking hell, Lee. Lee? Yeah, Lee. Bloody, bloody, my brother, my twin brother. Yeah. He sussed it. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't him. But no, so when that happened, that's happened on the other side of things where I've experienced other uh, white people making... I've been hanging out with just a black friend and I was introducing him to a group of white friends in college and they, they looked at him really funny as if he was going to nick something. I'm not kidding. So... When things like that happen, there's certain parallels that I can go. I haven't experienced it myself, but I've seen it happen to friends. Yeah, and so so yeah, that that got to me a little bit after me. I was like, oh wow, okay, this has definitely happened. That's why it's also very relatable as yeah. well. But the one thing that did make me think of you is when the when the white neighbours brought around the dish. I'm not going to say what the dish was, but it was just that it was this. Come on, this isn't food. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, that that offended that I know, <laughs> that was if anything offended me it was that yeah like, why would you bring that to anyone's house like that's yeah. just not acceptable no it's not I would have preferred the the, the trifle Rachel made in Friends to, 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 to that like, that was I mean I was looking at that going that is just nothing yeah exactly <laughs> but the punchline to it it fit it because it again that was a callback they yes. were able to use that scene mm. as a callback to another to another setup which was earlier in the show yeah again linking different parts together i just thought it was so well written it was very enjoyable and it's not too long an episode it's like 25 minutes or 25. to 25 to 30 minutes yeah not That's, too long no exactly 25 to 30 minutes um it's now they've got see they've just released season two on bt plus and mm. they have just finished doing series for season three so that's going to be out soon as well. Mm. And it's just an amazing... I just think as long as they keep up the writing, which I'm sure they will, mm. it's just... I think it's just one of those shows which is going to go down in the history book. Well, not the history book. I don't want to say the history books, but it's going to be... It's going to have a legacy. Like, I, I, can't, I, don't, I can't even saying this, but like The Cosby Show, like Fresh mm. Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Martin, I think Miss Pat, if... 
you play your cards right, this show could be on the Mount Rushmore for black comedy. Well, it's, no, it's not black comedy sitcoms, for sitcoms, Six, sitcoms, sitcoms in, general. in general. Yeah. Oh, no, it's definitely... Because you, you know my whole thing about modern day sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, certain ones you've shown me. But no, like the UK, UK modern day sitcoms are mm. just, you know, are irritating me to the point. Cause it's, but this modern day, it was the first sort of modern day sitcom that I've watched and gone, yeah, this is this is going to be either a classic or it's going to be, it's going to have a cult following or something. It's going to be remembered. Mm. Because it's very memorable, it's relatable. There's some really solid jokes in it. It's some really interesting perspectives as well, and it's just like, yeah. Um, and it does, it does actually bring up the race debate and the gun yeah. debate in in the US. Yeah. In a very light, in a very kind of easy, digestible way. Mm. So yeah. It's it covers everything. It does. I love that, and I like the fact that. They even even though it is even though it's mispatched show, they've done what they did with Seinfeld and they cast a load of seasoned actors around her. Yeah. So they can even though she is acting, right? She's not holding up the show on her own. Everyone is bringing their everyone's bringing their A game. Like brilliant, um, yeah. Tommy, what's that like? Tommy, what's an um, Tommy Roma who plays the aunt is phenomenal. Really good, and her history is very interesting as well. Yeah. So, and, it, yeah. and even the kid, and even the kids are good as well. Oh, the kids are brilliant. The kids are absolutely brilliant. Um, I mean, Dot's my favourite just because <laughs> she's that outspoken teenager. That you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, you go, you go. But at the same time, it's like you're not doing yourselves any favours, and we've all, no. you know, we've all been there. Like, oh, you want to be outspoken, but actually, you're you're very bright. So, like as a parent said, you need to play the game a bit. You know, it's just like. Yeah, no. The one, the one character I would like to see more of, and hopefully, you know, when you send me the series, I do, is the twenty-eight-year-old son. Yeah. I don't feel like in the first two episodes, I know a lot about him. Does you that do, mean? You, yeah, you get to know him a little bit more as the series goes mm. on. Like, not as much. Well, yeah, you do get to know him a bit more. Everyone, everyone gets their chance to shine because they're all like they're all ba at least based on characters in Miss Pat's family. Mm. So um, the character called Dreambug, she's actually got a kid called Dreambug. Yeah. Um, and that's the 15 year old with the condoms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're all based on her fact. They're all based on her family. And yeah. it's just, uh, if you can check it out, I'd highly recommend it to everybody. But I was going to say, like in the UK, can you? I don't think you can. Get you. Well, there's a wall, there's a way. I'm not going to say what, how. Yeah, well, um, I mean, we can't. Listen, listen, I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure there's a channel somewhere showing it. Um, Google is your friend, my friend. Yeah, Google, Google is, is your friend. friend. Google is your friend. <laughs> um, Lucas, what time are we on, buddy? Uh, we've done 58 minutes now. 58 minutes. So. Oh, all right, cool. I, I'm going to call that an episode. Yeah. yeah. All right, That's Marcus, look into that camera. Um, if you can get the camera on him and promote your stuff, man. So uh, I run, as, as I alluded to earlier, Laugh Able Comedy Night. It's a disability and mental health comedy night in East London. We've got a night coming up in central London to look out for. Um, I will be, uh, if you follow my page, Mark Nicholas Stand Up Comedian, I promote all my gigs on there uh, and on my Twitter at M Nicholas Comic and on Instagram at Mark Nicholas 9690 for all the latest gigs and uh if you want to book me i'm a pretty good mc a good middler 
so <laughs> yeah, just get in touch with me, Mark Nicholas oh nine oh six ninety ninety at gmail.com or get in touch with my agent Susanna at ingeniousballs.co.uk. Mm. But yeah, that's me. Lucas, where can they find you? Uh, I'm Lucas Jeffcoat on all good social media platforms. And the bad ones as well. And the terrible <laughs> ones as yeah. well. TikTok, that's what I mean. Uh, and also follow my night, Oddity Comedy. It's uh, a weekly night in Farringdon. Oh, before we go, I saw a video of you on <laughs> Instagram on the train, I think oh, it was yeah, train the, huggers. The, yeah, the the Northern Line. Yeah. Woman. Yeah, yeah, that was me. How did you How did you manage to get that? How I did just you... went viral on TikTok. I just posted it. Oh, all right. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then a bunch of other people, uh, a bunch of other places just reposted it. Oh, yeah, all right. Nice. Okay, nice for some. All right. <laughs> um, if you're if you're watching this, you know where I've already I've promoted I've promoted this, so you're watching this because of me. So I don't need to give anything. But guys, it's been great, and here's to a full season six. Let's do this. Season six out of movie. Yeah! <laughs> and we're out. Oh, that is an episode.